Hello, everyone, and welcome to this special edition of The Business Lens. My name is Greg Voss. I'm the Vice President of Operations for the St. Johns County Chamber of Commerce, and I'm here with Bob Porter, our Vice President of Public Policy. Uh, for those of you who can't see us, we are several feet apart as we have this discussion. Um, now, we have a lot of ground to cover in a short period of time, Bob, so I'm just going to kind of jump right into it. Um, the night before last, the Senate approved a $2 trillion package by a 96 to nothing vote in really what is an, the economic front or the, in the economic front of the COVID-19 battle. Um, now, nothing happens in the Senate by unanimous vote, right? I mean, how often does that happen? Uh, it, it rarely happens <laughs> and certainly not of a piece of legislation uh, this magnitude. Right, so we know it's a big deal, and we know that there might still be some politics left to play, um, but ultimately this thing is going to get signed by the president in fairly short order. Um, before we get into the questions, talk just for a second about the, the politics that might still have to be, uh, you know, might go on here that, um, that we have to be looking at that could delay this thing by a couple of days at most, but what are some of the political sticking points right now? It, it's a little bit of a, a question of perfection, uh, you know, being the harm of the good. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, this is an almost thousand-page-long bill that has some things in it that some people don't like, doesn't have things in it other people don't like, but as you said, if you can pass anything by a 96 to nothing vote in the <laughs> Senate, uh, you can get it to the House. And speaking of that, it is now 10 o'clock on Friday morning, and the House is entering its second hour of debate okay, uh, on the legislation. They're supposed to vote later today, uh, hopefully by unanimous consent, but there will be other uh, mechanisms in place if somebody decides to stand up and object. So yeah. I fully expect the bill to become law. Um, or to be passed by the House uh, sometime today or tomorrow and signed by the President over the weekend. There's no question in my mind that'll happen. Great. So let's let's highlight some of the some of the aspects of the legislation. I, I'm going to I'm going to go through some things. We have a limited amount of time, so I'm going to go through these and get your analysis on them. We can just have a discussion. Um, so first is at 349 billion dollars in loans to small business, and that includes a provision that money spent on rent, payroll, utilities, and the like would become grants and, and not have to be paid back. Can you elaborate a little more on this aspect and explain some of why that's important to, to businesses, and in particular in industries that are particularly hard hit? And also, what's in here for contract workers? This is essentially what uh, Washington would have called um, a grant or a bailout program. They've renamed it a forgivable loan program, but the end of the end of the day, it's the same thing. This is an effort to quickly inject a tremendous amount of money into the small business sector, which has been uh, the hardest hit sure. uh, sector by far. Uh, margins are small, business is drying up, employees still have to be paid. Uh, but what it does is provide $350 million to um, and you would borrow this money, it's, it's guaranteed by the Small Business Administration, but you would actually go to your bank uh, and get this money. You can get up to a million dollars 
Um, no, actually, it's more than that. Actually, you have to have 500 or fewer employees. You can get up to $10 million uh, in a loan. Uh, and the only requirements are that you use it, as Greg said, for rent, for inventory, for salaries, for health insurance, and that you keep your business open and your employees uh, covered. That is an incredible lifeline for a number of small businesses. And as we get more details about it, we will push that information out as far as who to talk to, how to go about actually getting the loans. Right, right, and that, that kind of brings us to the next question I had for you that, uh, that I'd really like you to... Uh, oh, I did want to add just one more thing yeah. because we've gotten a lot of questions about this. This particular program, they're calling it the Paycheck Protection Act, it applies all not only to small businesses but to self-employed individuals Good point. as Good well point. as yeah. what I grew up calling contract workers, which are now known as gig workers. Yeah. But basically, yeah, no, they're covered right. as well, and that, that is a huge... Well, that's a really good point, and I think that that's that you can't overemphasize that point because we we tend to look at businesses as having two employees, right? Two employees or more, and and that, and there's an awful lot of of solo sole proprietors, solopreneurs, as, as a lot of people call them, um, that are impacted by this, and they are also considered in this, and, and I think there's some question uh, from them on that, and, and legitimately so, because previously, in previous, uh, you know, we've done this in years past, they haven't always been considered, so that's a really important point. And w one last point, I, I, there's so many things I could talk about, but this will be particularly important to the small businesses who took out uh, economic disaster loans or physical disaster loans from SBA after the hurricanes of 16 and 17. The terms of the, the language in this bill requires the Small Business Administration to pay all principal interest and fees on all existing SBA loan products mm -hmm. yeah. for six months. Right, yeah, and that's huge. So if you're holding, and a lot of businesses are still paying off those disaster loans from 16 yeah. and 17, and frankly, from 19, yeah, right. SBA will pay your note for six months yeah, that's on those. That's, that's significant. And getting, so that, again, that, that leads me sort of into my next point and question for you. Yeah, Department of Labor yesterday, we learned that unemployment claims for last week reached 3.28 million. And, and to properly put that in perspective, the highest weekly number we have ever seen previously is 695,000 back in 1982. So walk us through some of the provision, provisions in this legislation that are designed to aid those who suddenly find themselves unemployed because of COVID-19, such as extending unemployment insurance to more workers, lengthening the duration from 26 weeks to 39 weeks. Tell us more about this. It's being called full paycheck replacement. Uh, it ruffled a couple of feathers in the Senate, including our own Senator Scott, who thought it was being too generous, but ultimately uh, he voted for the bill uh, that had this language in it. Nuts and bolts are it allows and pays a $600 per week increase in unemployment benefits to every American above and beyond what you would normally get from uh, your state unemployment, or as they call it in Florida, re-employment insurance. Go, does this, would this be for the, the 39 week period, up to 39 weeks, up, $600 up to 39 week, up weeks. To 39 weeks. Uh, the whole idea being they don't want 
people to make less money than they did. Yeah. Uh, right. You know, and if some people end up making a little bit more, it's, so it. It, it, it's a way, though, for them to, for the federal government to push this money out to people. Uh, they've, they're doing things like waiving the number of weeks that you have to be unemployed before you can employ, before you can apply, right. which is huge because it's, it's tremendous. a lot of the money that will be coming out to Americans as a result of this legislation, it's not going to be available on Monday. It's going to be middle to late April, and yeah. so things like this will allow individuals who have lost their jobs to at least have some cash uh, coming in. Yeah, yeah, and that's so. Then, then the other part that we want to discuss uh, this morning, obviously, is what's being done for those individuals. There's a provision in there that would would give twelve hundred dollars for single singles, twenty four hundred dollars for married couples filing jointly. There's also a five hundred dollar uh, five hundred dollars in there for per qualifying dependent child under the age of 17. Now there are thresholds based on income for both uh, those who are single and those who are married. So can you discuss what those thresholds are and overall sort of what this will mean for workers when it's taken in conjunction with the uh, new guidelines for unemployment? Absolutely, this is really the third leg of the federal government injecting cash into the economy uh, as soon as they possibly can. It's geared towards the low and middle income wage earners. Uh, the caps are pretty simple. If you're single and you make more than $75,000, you're not gonna get $1,200. If you're married and you make more than $150,000, you're not gonna get $1,200 a piece. It's ratcheted down, the benefit is ratcheted down above those two levels so that by the time you make uh, $99,000 as an individual mm -hmm. or 199000 uh, as a married couple, you're not going to get anything. But what it does is focus the money on the people who really, um, who really need that money now. Yeah. Um, I did want to back up one point um, on the unemployment insurance. Yeah. We mentioned it with the uh, Paycheck uh, Protection Plan, but the unemployment insurance also allows and this is very unusual for part-time self-employed and gig economy workers Good point. to get unemployment benefits Good at point. the increased level. That's never been done before nationwide. Yeah, that's a great point. Getting back to the, the discussion on the, the individual, uh, the, the stimulus at the 1200 and 2400 Aside from the thresholds uh, based on income, are, are there any Americans who would, who would not qualify for this? Uh, the IRS is actually in the process of, uh, of looking at that question right now, uh, whether, uh, for example, you um, say you don't have a fixed address. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's, and that's a real problem. Uh, the money will get out to the people the fastest who have filed income tax returns in either 2018 or 2019 and used direct deposit or yeah. used a bank routing number. They've already got that information. Yeah. But, you know, there will be certain people, uh, you know, certain immigrant mm -hmm. uh, people, illegal immigrants, and right. that's, you know, that is a real question. So I think yeah. there are some people who need it that may be either very hard to fit them into one of those boxes, sure, sure. but that's something that the, the IRS will work, work through that. Because I had read uh, something 
yesterday or the day before about uh, folks with, with either defaulted student loans or some type of, of government, uh, if, if, they, if they owe back taxes. Um, there was some question about that, but, but I, don't, I don't know it, if... As I understand it right now, there is no intention to tie, that, or the intention is to put as few strings on this $1,200 no. as So in other possible. words, get the, get the money in the people's hands and let them decide how best to use it. And if it's to pay Absolutely. down a student debt, if it's to pay a back tax bill, if it's to pay rent, if it's to pay... It, it, gives, it gives the individual the power and control over this particular... Uh, set of resources. Exactly, and yeah. it's a one-time payment. Right, it's a one-time payment. And yeah. most importantly, it is tax-free. You do not have to pay income yes. tax on this payment, which yeah. is huge. Yeah, yeah, because that makes a difference between $1,200 and $800. Absolutely. Um, and and that $400 is a significant thing. So, Well, Bob, I think we're just about done here. Do you have anything else you want to add? This was just a what I call a quick and dirty overview of the small business and individual uh, sections uh, of this almost thousand page long bill. As we go through it uh, more thoroughly and talk to some of our chamber experts, yeah. um, we will come back to you probably two or three times in the next couple of weeks just updating you on information that frankly business owners and uh, business owners need to know about yeah. process, about timing, yeah. about who you ought to talk to if you're trying to make decisions on how to keep your business going under uh, this new environment. Yeah, so we appreciate you taking the time to listen to this special edition of the Business Lens. As Bob said, we will be back probably fairly quickly to unpack more of this, certainly after it's been formally signed by the President. So on behalf of Bob Porter, I'm Greg Voss, and we thank you for joining us on this podcast.